0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. Let me show you who we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. And then we will get into some discussion. We are taking a look at someone called Bread of Life. There she is right there. I hope she doesn't mind the still shot that I got from her video. Uh, she made a video called Jesus Loves LGBTQ. Plus, I think there's a lot more letters to the alphabet at this point in that group. Just saying. And, uh, I wrote to her, I said, I'll be making a video response to you, your are sweetheart, but we both know this won't fly, and I doubt the LGBT will roll with it this either. And, uh, oh, looks like I forgot to do something. Even though I'm not completely in agreement with her on some of the points she made in the video, I'm still going to like her up, because, well, that's what I do. If I'm going to watch a video and somebody puts forth an effort, I give it a shot. So let's uh, get back to showing me on the screen. If you want to see more of her, then go to her channel and subscribe to her comment and rate. Ah, boy. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about my history before we get into this discussion, Bread of Life. Um, I was an atheist for over a decade. Um, I was one of the first non-believers to come to YouTube and start having all kinds of issues. I was angry at God. I was angry at religion. I, uh, in the beginning, I blamed God for tragedies and loss that happened in my life, the typical stereotypical atheist. I didn't have any science to argue against the belief in God or why God should be incompatible with the universe, but I was angry, I was aggravated, and I got to a point where I suppressed the concept of God so deeply inside myself that I convinced myself that he didn't even exist. Therefore, by definition, I fit the whole lack of belief in deities thing. I wasn't willing to give any religions a chance. I was done with um, some kind of God that loves us and cares about us and all this. Also, while I was an atheist, I um, used to debate churches that had issue with homosexuals. I was one of the first people to ever call this... uh, uh, church of uh, Reverend Phelps, I believe is what his name was, Fred Phelps and the Phelps family. They were running this Baptist church. I can't for the life of me be able to remember what the denomination was called, but they ran a website called God Hates uh F-A-G-S, uh, God Hates American Soldiers, and They seem to have a real problem. They also celebrated the death of some homosexuals. Like, uh, for instance, uh, a while back there was a young man who was lured uh, into a vehicle with a couple Mormons. I don't know if you classify Mormons as Christians. Some Christians don't like Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and won't allow them to be labeled Christian. I personally am convinced that if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, and you believe in the grace of God, then you're good to go. But that's just me. If anybody wants to argue with me about Mormons, over Witnesses, and tell me why they're bound for hell and why everybody else from every other religion is bound for hell, feel free to come into my live room on Friday, 7 p.m. I do a show for about three hours. That's as long as people actually show up and uh, we discuss. Oh, by the way, before we continue to get into this, I do want to point out that I had a little bit of problems because it was the first time streaming OBS software through my YouTube channel, and apparently the program got confused because it was connected to an old label I had for my channel. And uh, for about 15 minutes, I was screwing around with it, figured out what the problem was, went ahead and started recording live. For about two minutes out of the entire three hours of recording, I ended up accidentally... Uh, hit muting desktop audio, which made it to where the person I was speaking to was muted. It's an accident. I apologize for anybody who's wondering what happened. I look like I'm just sitting there just going like this because the person's talking, you can't hear them, and I'm obviously paying attention to what they're saying. But for the rest of the three hours, you hear exactly what's happening. So back to what I was talking about, about the homosexual thing. So, Reverend Phelps, I had, uh, contacted many, many Christian churches in the past whenever I was an atheist, and I, uh, considered myself someone who didn't have a problem with transgenders or homosexuals. Um, I understood, uh, I had read the Bible several times, so I had read many passages where, uh, there was nothing in there that was like, okay, God loves you, uh, nothing like these quotes that you hear from religious people where they say things like um, love the sinner but hate the sin kind of crap. Um, There might be something that they could assume in the Bible that says that, but it was pretty clear to me that there were several verses throughout the Old Testament and some mentioned in Paul where Paul actually mentioned um, lesbians, women laying with women, And homosexuality biblically, according to all these churches I was talking to, uh, they would give verses where they showed that homosexuality was considered like a form of um, perversion to God, and considered like that of an abomination, which is something God hates. And I know some people are going to be like, wait a minute, God hates? Wait a minute, God's all-loving. Well, I understand that God can have the quality of love, and we've discussed this before many times in my videos, but in Psalms 5.5 it says God hates all workers of iniquity. So there are passages where God actually uses the word hate or the person who's writing that uh, specific scripture or passage uses words like loathe or detest or abominable or hate. So I I understand that there's a lot of hyperbole as well as symbolic nature in the Bible that maybe not all stories are meant to be taken literal, that some stuff is parables, but it seems pretty clear that homosexuality, according to the Bible, is considered a form of perversion that disgusts God. So when I watch your video, Bread of Life, I give you an A for effort, and I completely agree that God loves everybody, including those who partake in homosexuality, that Jesus Christ came to the world and died for our sins. Now, to review you a little bit more on my history here, it's important that you know this. I've been a theist, a Christian, for. Probably about six or seven years at this point. That's rounded off to the highest number. Could be less. So, but whenever I was an atheist, I studied the Bible, I researched it, and I argued and debated people. So, I really, really got to the point where I was like, okay, so, yeah, God's not a fan of um, certain type of things. I also noticed when reading the Bible that God um, detests and hates adultery. I found out that uh, if you basically cheat on your partner or your spouse or something like this, then you should receive the same amount of consequences. I also read in the book of James that all sin is considered equal. Every sin is terrible to God. He doesn't like it because he's a holy figure. So what I take from that, and any Christians willing to argue with me and correct me if they think I'm wrong here— But it seems to me that if God perceives all sin as a transgression against him, and not one is bigger than the other or less than the other, then I suspect this means that um, whether you're a homosexual or whether you are partaking in homosexuality or stealing or lying or doing anything that breaks the commandments, it's just as ignorant to God. He doesn't like it. And it can cost anybody their eternal soul. That's, that's what I get from it. Now, I think one of the reasons why it is, this is my theory on why Christians go after homosexuality, knowing that homosexuality is on the same plane of sin as everything else that you could possibly do, is because homosexuality is something that is a consistent or persistent sin that you have to partake in. Um, if someone thinks it's okay to go out and be with someone of the same gender, most likely they're going to continue to do this over and over and over again because they claim that they can't control themselves. I've heard arguments from homosexuals where they say, I can't control who I'm attracted to. That's true. I don't believe that anybody can control what you're attracted to, but I do believe you can control yourself with willpower not to physically participate in the thing you're attracted with or person. Like, I don't buy this whole pedophile crap that we got going on in the world where these people say, well, I can't help myself that I'm attracted. Yeah, but you can stop yourself and tell yourself that it's wrong to mess with kids, so don't do it. Don't, for a minute, think that I'm comparing pedophilia with homosexuality. I understand... Homosexuality is consenting adults, and pedophilia is whenever an adult takes advantage or exploits a child. However, if you don't mind me making a little bit of a point here, and I don't think a lot of people's going to like this, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, whenever atheists bring up the fact that priests, some priests, have participated in child molestation with little boys, isn't that a form of homosexuality? The idea of a person wanting to have sex with someone of the same gender is also considered a form, by definition, homosexuality, as well as pedophilia based upon the age and maturity of the person. So there's that. I um, I believe that God loves us all, but I do believe that God has drawn a line in the sand When I read the Bible, I see that God is not some kind of hippie. He's not like this blowing wind into the flowers, and it's all about rainbows and sparkly unicorns and all that. Um, This God seems to say, look, I love you all, I care about you, but if you screw up, there's going to be consequences. Another thing that you may want to know too, Bread of Life, that may surprise you is... Um, I have a lot of theological, philosophical positions on different aspects of the Bible. For instance, I'm an annihilationist. I believe that the soul can die. I don't believe that God throws us into some kind of Dante's Inferno, where we're resurrected over and over again and reestablished our material being, where we're like a tortured for all eternity, while God watches and cackles like Dante's Inferno. I'm annihilationist means that I believe that the soul can be destroyed. And that God has the, that's what God does with our souls if we don't play the game right. We're done. He just ends our consciousness. There's no eternity. My only drawback on this uh, philosophical view is although I can back it up with hundreds of verses, the problem is, the catch is, I don't know how long it takes for God to destroy a soul. And I don't know if it hurts when it happens, right? I know that the Bible speaks of torment and pain and all that. But I don't know how long that goes on. I just know that it's not forever. Because at some point in time, God manages to wipe you out of existence. So that's where I stand on that. Um... I don't think there's any way around it. You've tried to argue that God's okay with certain things, and I don't think that the LGBT nor Christians are going to buy the idea that it's okay for um, people of the same sex to get married. I I don't think that there's any way to do that. I do think that Christians at this point in time in our modern times, a lot of us, including myself, I have this idea that... God created us all with free will and he allows us to be the master of our own destiny. Sure, God directs us and he gives us ideas on how we should live our life. He's given us a manual, the Bible instructs us how to live. But when it's all said and done, God is going to allow us to experience evil if that's what we choose, and he's going to allow us to experience good. But if someone likes evil, and they continue to do things that are considered sinful, and sin means breaking God's commandments, transgression against the law, then I think there's going to be heavy-duty consequences, and I don't think anybody out there would perceive these consequences as something that they would enjoy or be happy about. So I don't know if it's a good idea if we should go around and uh, deliberately or unintentionally mislead people in the thinking that certain lifestyles or behavior or acts are okay. However, on the other hand, I want to make it clear that I don't think that Christians should be standing outside of abortion clinics screaming at young women who are going in to get an abortion any more than they should be standing out in the street yelling at homosexuals and telling them that they're pieces of crap. This is not the way. As a Mandalorian would say, this is not the way. I think that Christians should continue to share love, show love through their actions, uh, continue to promote the idea that people be strong in their faith and we treat each other as we want to be treated. And if people are going to choose to the sin, then we let them do that, providing that they are not doing a sin that involves hurting other people. If they hurt other people, then we bury them under the present. We do away with them. If they're doing something that physically or emotionally harms other people. Then we do something about it. And I understand some people are going to be like, wait a minute, you just said that we shouldn't yell at pregnant women and all that that are wanting to get an abortion. Aren't they harming somebody? You got a point there. So it's up to you to decide that if you want to play God that day and yell at, you know, a 17-year-old who's scared and wants to get an abortion. That's fully up to you. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I do believe that's a life. I do believe that that is a child inside that woman's stomach. But I'm not going to be the guy who screams and yells at females who are going through that. If I meet a woman who's thinking about doing it, I'll probably try to talk her out of it and even offer to help her take care of the baby. But I'm not going to stand there and scream at anybody. I'm just not that type of person. And besides, I ain't got the energy for it. Hate takes a lot of effort, folks. And I'm a very lazy person, so that won't work for me. I got too much too much things going on in my day to be concerned about all that. So that's where I stand, bread of life. You seem like a beautiful, uh, sweet, kind person. And you seem like you're really, really into this whole love and love and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know. I'm still a newbie at this thing. So I'm still learning. I could be wrong about a lot of stuff. Maybe you can convince me a different way of doing things. I'm open-minded. I'm not one of these dogmatic people who would be like, ah, it's my way or the highway. All this kind of thing. I do like the idea of trying to be kind to others. However, I uh, have some problems of my own that I need to work on that are considered sinful. I'll be honest with you. I have a problem with that whole love your enemy thing, and I'm not really good at turning the other cheek. That's something I've been working very hard on. I have a very hard time letting people slap me around and get away with it without firing away at their chin. (laughs) And I also... I recently had an ironic thing happen to me where my neighbor apparently was high and on some drugs and decided that he wanted to take his vehicle and uh, back up real hard out of his driveway into my... uh, I have this roof thing that covers my vehicle, and this dirt bag ended up smashing right into the pole of my roof. And the person for the last two months has told me over and over that they'll take care of it, but they haven't. And now my roof is starting to look like it's crumbling over, and if it breaks, it's going to fall on my truck. And that's going to really make me mad and cost a lot of money. You're probably asking, Brett, did you call the police? I did. And the police are useless. They don't want to do anything about it. They don't apparently believe in justice. They told me I need to take this guy to court. And I think there's something in the Bible about you shouldn't sue people or someone wants your coat, give your coat over... But I really want my roof to be fixed. I want that pole to be fixed. And I'm actually having really mean thoughts about going over there and uh, having a very mean conversation with this person. So I'm not very good at the whole love your neighbor thing. You seem like a very patient, enduring person. So you got any suggestions for me? I've told you how I feel about all this other stuff. What's your uh, What's your thoughts? And I'd love to talk to you sometime, by the way. I notice you do live streams yourself. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music... Well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless.